Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... After vanquishing a hideous cloaker, the party decided to look for a secret treasure. However, they soon found that they were too exhausted to even perceive a secret room. A short rest was badly needed. Treasure would have to wait. Then, after a bit of recuperation, the party made the tight squeeze back through the secret passage and continued exploring the strange mansion. Soon they found themselves in a grand ballroom where they witnessed another spectral scene from the past. Things were getting spooky, but our heroes were steadfast and proceeded with caution until the wise cleric saw something shiny and just walked right onto the pool deck where you guessed it, attack! A zombie beholder attack! And before the battle could even start, our Battlemaster was taken down with one shot from one of the beast's many eyes, and then Elric was frightened away by another eye. One-hit wonders were played. Gnome advice was heeded. Pantries were inventoried. Elric-sized holes were made in walls. The choice was clear. Cut and run. With the divine power of Agma, Jake was able to temporarily turn the foul beast long enough for everyone to get to safety and to grab the shiny object on the way out. Now it was time to head into the mansion's basement where they found themselves at the door of a dusty Frankensteinian lab where someone left an unfinished flesh column. Will our heroes escape this death trap in time? Will the boys always just run into a room when they see something shiny? Why would an elf teenager need to bring a glaive with him on spring break? And what will Elric do now that he has a limb cutter offering answer? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. You have discovered a strange laboratory in the basement of this abandoned mansion. Inside, you found that someone was creating a flesh golem. But whoever it was never finished because the golem is missing its hands, its feet, and its brain. And you also found three buckets in this room. One filled with hands, one with feet, and one filled with brains and all of the body parts are tagged with a number. But before you could investigate any further, the iron door to this lab shut and locked you in here. Now, a noxious gas is seeping into the room. So, you guys have to figure out how to open that door before the gas overwhelms you. So this is like an escape room is what you're saying. This is like an escape room, exactly. Okay, give me some clues. Well, your first clue is that on the door, there is a tumbler, like the kind you'd see on a safe with, uh, you know, with numbers around it. We need a combination. Yes, you need a numerical combination to open the door back up. Okay. Now, the next clue to this puzzle is in Jake's hands, because as this trap was being sprung, Jake was over at the desk looking for knowledge, right? Yes. And so, Jake, you picked up like a waxed piece of parchment, uh, and on it is a diagram of a human body. And the body is segmented into different sections. And each section has a, like a scientific label connected to it. You see words like regio femoris and regio deltoidea. But what catches your eye is that on this scientific diagram, there are scribblings. 
someone was writing notes on this diagram. So you start reading the notes. Uh, one of them says, the door is locked. I am trapped. Gas is coming. Only he knew the code. Now his brain lies in the bucket for my flesh golem. Hmm. Another note says, three more body parts to complete him. He will open it for me. Further down, another note says, solving the formula will tell me which body parts I need. And then there is a final note that says, not enough time to finish. I don't want to die. Oh boy. Also scribbled yeah. on the diagram, you see where he was trying to solve the formula. Written down are the three missing body parts followed by a series of numbers. Uh, so they say hands, two, seven, three, and eight. Two, seven, three, feet, and eight. three, twelve, six, and twenty-four. And finally, brain, eight, sixteen, twenty-two, and forty-four. So to escape, you need to finish assembling the golem with the correct body parts and then bring it to life so that it can open the door because only he knows the code to the door, right? Right. So the hands. Now, to get the correct body part, you have to finish the number sequence puzzles written down there. Find the body part with that number on it, then do a medicine check to attach the body part. Jeez. Um... Uh, okay, so I want to look in the basket of hands. Are there numbers on the hands? Yes, all the body parts have tags with a number on them. Okay, so do the hands, do I see any that have... If I'm going to start going through the hands really fast. Do I see any with the number 20? Why would you know, why would you know to do 20? I'm taking a guess. I'm sitting here panicking in this room with this gas, and they add up to 20. That's what 8, 3, 7, and 2 equals. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be as easy as that. Well, you search through the bucket of hands, and you don't find any with the number 20. Hmm. Okay, hold on. How about this? 2 plus 5 is 7. Minus 4 is 3. Plus 5 is 8. 8 minus 4 would be 4. Look! Four hands with the number 4 on them! All right. You do find a pair of hands tagged with the number 4. Oh, right on. But now let's find the feet! Okay. Is there a pair of feet with a number nine on them? There is not. Because the feet one is three, six, 12, and 24. So the next two numbers would be nine and 36. If it was like a pattern. But. So the pattern for feet could be this. So three times four is 12. 12 divided by two is six. Six times four is 24. 24 divided by 2 would be 12. There is a pair of feet with the number 12. Noise. Okay, grab those. Now we gotta find the brain, okay? I can't figure this out. I must need a brain anyway. <laughs> okay, alright. Um, okay, so 8 times 2 is 16. 16 plus 6 is 22. 22 times 2 is 44. Then 44 plus 6 is 50. Is there a brain with a 50 on it? So, so you're saying the pattern is plus 6 plus 6? No, times 2 plus 6. And oh. you do find a brain with the number 50 on it. All right, we got the parts. Now what do we do? Well, now you have to use the needle and thread on the desk there and attach the parts with a successful medicine check. That's got to be somebody else. My f my medicine is not very good, I don't believe. I'm pretty sure yours is the best. Is it? Well, let's see. Ooh, medicine, no. I'm, I got it, I got it. Give me the needle and thread! Here. Oh, Agma, help me knit this. I think you're sewing, buddy. <laughs> All right, I got a 14. <laughs> oh, just barely. It's a sloppy job, but you managed to attach the hands. Awesome. Cool. All right, let's attach these nasty-looking feet. <laughs> uh, 12. Uh-oh. Uh, a 12 fails. Damn. Oh. I think you put them on backwards. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> what do we do now, man? Does anybody else have medicine? Wait, I'm going to use one of my inspiration points. Nice. Finally. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Come on. You can do this, Jake. Agma, bless me. 17, right. yes! All right, you attach the feet. Yeah. All right, now the brain. 
Eric, hand me brain number 50. Brain Here you go. <laughs> so I, I stuff the brain inside, or, or Elric or somebody stuffs the brain inside and then pops a skull cap on, and I start trying to stitch, and I roll a, nine, a 16. All right. You have successfully performed brain surgery, Jake. Yes. <laughs> I knew you had it in you. All right. So you've successfully attached all the missing parts, but the golem is still lying motionless on the table. Nothing seems to have changed. <laughs> no! <laughs> and meanwhile, I think we need to put some juice through it. We need to crank the crank. Crank the crank! <laughs> I shall run over to the crank, and I shall crank the crank. All right, so Elric starts turning the crank, and you all suddenly see sparks begin to travel up the copper coils on the machine. And as the smell of uh, ozone uh, fills the room, you watch as the sparks make their way down the wires that are connected to the golem's temples. Suddenly, the golem begins to violently twitch as electricity courses through its body. Then it stops. And as you stare at this gross assortment of body parts, waiting to see if something happens, you suddenly see its fingers and toes begin to twitch. It's alive! <laughs> it's alive! <gasps> Did it work? Please. Then its eyes snap open. Oh, hey there, buddy. How's it going? <laughs> and then it begins sniffing as if it smells the noxious fumes that are filling the room. Then it quickly sits up, hops off the table, and begins moving towards the door. And when it gets to the door, it begins turning the tumbler. And a few seconds later, you hear the iron door unlock. The golem pushes the door open and the gas uh, begins to expel out of the room and up the stairs. And then the golem also begins to slowly make its way up the stairs. Oh. After him, he'll go through the bars. Yeah, let's follow him. All I know is that if I ever do an escape room, I'm bringing Brian along. <laughs> well, when they're numbered fucking games, I hate these stupid number games. I mean, not yours. This is fun. It was totally cool. I'm just saying, math is not my thing. Trust me, math is not my thing either. You're it's a, a mathematician. He's a knowledge cleric. <laughs> <laughs> so where is this golem going? That's where I want to follow him. Me too. All right, so you all watch as this golem slowly makes its way up the stairs. Arr. And as you begin to follow it, uh, you all suddenly hear the familiar sound of gears moving within the walls. And when you get back up to the first floor, you see that those iron bars, right, that were blocking your way up, they slide into the wall, opening the stairs to the second floor. Follow him. But the golem doesn't go up the stairs. Uh, it continues to shamble forward into the tea room, and then it turns and heads into the dining room. Mm. Do you guys continue to follow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys- Hey, Marple, I'm gonna yell out, hey, Marple. <laughs> and you don't see any response to that. The golem just keeps walking towards the dining room. Oh, hey, General Monfarthus. <laughs> and again, you get no response from the golem. It just keeps moving. It moves through the dining room and shambles right into the ballroom. And you guys get to the door and peer in and you see the flesh golem moving around the dance floor with its arms up like, like they're wrapped around a dance partner. Mm. Wow. This is a shining thing, and it's creeping me out. And then it belts out, <laughs> putting on the Ritz. <laughs> well, he's now dancing in the ballroom, and we nice. have witnessed this. I assume nothing more can be done here. Well, you guys watch for a while to see if you know something happens. And the, uh, the patio doors, right, they're still open from earlier. And the wind and rain is whipping into the ballroom, and you look out uh, onto the terrace to see if the zombie beholder perhaps has resurfaced, uh, but you see no sign of it. And the flesh golem, well, 
that just keeps slowly and awkwardly uh, dancing with an imaginary partner, oblivious to everything else around it. I think we should check out upstairs. It's a, the second, second level of the house. I would like to check out that room, though, that we were in, that he was in, because we the never really got room? to inspect it that well. Mm -hmm. I think all we are going to find is that bag of holding. I want to go in there, too. And a lot of dust for our trouble. I'll follow him back to the room. Okay, yeah. I'll go back down if everyone's going down. Yeah. All right, so you guys head back downstairs into the lab, and uh, the gas is dissipated, and all is quiet. Can I look around the room for, like, um, like a safe or, like, a secret um, compartment of some sort where the whoever had this room hid their stuff? Okay, roll a perception check. I'd like to do the same. Oh boy. I got a Ooh. 24. 24 for Jake. Okay, so you uh, take another look around this laboratory with all its strange machines and bizarre experiments that happen down here. You take a closer look at the desk, right, to see if there's anything you may have missed. And you find that the other notes and papers, uh, they just crumble apart when you handle them. And you realize from that, and the fact that everything is covered in dust and cobwebs, uh, that whatever experiments were being done down here, they were done a long time ago. And whatever knowledge was used to perform these experiments has either been already taken, right, or uh, lost to time. And so you find no other secrets or anything of value in here. Okay. Okay. Um can I, um, you said there are copper, t copper wires? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna steal some, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take these copper wires because they're copper. They're worth something. Okay. <laughs> so I got my bag of holding. I wanna grab those papers that I was going to take um, and just wrap those things up and put these things into this, uh, this Okay, bag. so you keep the, the wax diagram of the flesh golem? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't want any hands, I don't want brains, and I don't want feet. <laughs> you sure? Might make a nice necklace. <laughs> Esbia, do you need a toenail? No. There's lots of them. That's gross. I say we head upstairs. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you guys make your way out of the basement and start to make your way up to the second floor. So why don't you give me your marching order up the stairs? I will go first. I will follow Elric. Okay. Okay. I will follow Cullen. Which way are we going? I'll go last. Wheezy can come behind me. Onward! Onward we go. Upward. I climb upwards with my drift globe hanging above me. I come to the top of the stairs. Yes, you guys make your way up the spiral staircase and enter a hallway. And uh, you all immediately see a soft green, like glowing light moving through the air up here. But you don't see any like source for this strange light or aura. Hmm. Interesting. Fireflies. Can I roll? It's a bunch of fireflies. Yes. Can I roll some? Um... You can roll an Arcana check. Arcana. Okay. I could roll something good this time. 22. Oh, nice. All right. Esmir, I whisper to you what you sense from your Arcana check. Oh, guys, this is creepy. The source of the green glow is necrotic energies, and they're moving around the manor's second floor like blood through a vein. Oh, that's gross. Hey, but is it dangerous to us? Well, necrotic is never good. And as you observe this uh, flowing and flickering green energy, you quickly realize that it's not tangible, right? You can't touch it, but you can see it. Mmm, like a glowing mist or fog. An aurora. Yeah. Interesting. Well... Does anybody have any dispel necrotic energy spells? I don't think it's going to hurt us to walk through it, but we should be wary. I'll warily stand here and watch you walk in there. All right. <laughs> I take 
a few steps forward. I promise to bring your body back to your father. I am going to walk ten feet forward. All right, so Elric, you bravely step forward into the flowing necrotic glow, and you pause, right, to see if anything happens to you, but uh, you don't feel anything. Everything seems normal. Okay. And as you stepped forward, uh, you can now see that this hallway splits. Mm -hmm. It goes north and south, and then it also continues straight west ahead of you for a bit and uh, ends with a door. Okay. I am going to step forward five more feet and look down the hallway to the north. Okay. You look up the hall that goes to the north, and you see that it goes for about another 15 feet, and then it turns to the right. Okay. I pause. While he pauses, I I approach. Okay, that's what I was going to do. I was going to motion. Looks safe enough from here. I'm going to approach as well. Okay. I want to send AC up ahead to do some recon in the hallway that faces south. Okay. AC uh, scooches up and looks down and sees a long hallway with doors on both sides and a door at the end of the hallway. More doors. <laughs> okay, AC, you just stay there, okay? And if you see something coming, just squawk or something. So maybe we should go north. That's what I was thinking. Hey, let's go north. All right, I shall walk 5, 10, 15, and peer around the corner. Okay. Okay, and as he's doing that, I want to cast my mage armor. All right. Shazam! Okay, so now your armor class is 16. And Elric, you peer around the corner and see that about 30 feet down, the hallway ends with a closed door. Okay. I wish to walk up to the door and listen at the door. So I guess, I guess it would be perception. Yes. Okay, perception. And follow up. 16. Nice. All is quiet. And again, uh, you only hear the muffled sound of thunder from outside. Okay. Is this door locked? It seems locked, yes. Ah. All right, so someone's going to have to pick it. Or rip it off its hinges. (laughs) Oh, guys, I got my mystery key. Hold on a second. And I open my backpack, and I say, Mr. Key, activate! And then it comes to the top of the pack. Okay. And then, so with the Mr. Key, I have a 5% chance of unlocking it, and then if it works, it disappears. Okay, so roll the percentile dice, and we'll say 96 to 100 is a success. Okay, guys. And... Here we go. I'm going to slide it in ever so gently, and I'm going to jiggle it. Ooh. 32. 32. It doesn't unlock. Mystery key. Damn you. I will try to... I will try to pick my locks. Okay. Well, and... Can I try and rip it off its hinges first? Sure. By all means. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, boy. Let me... Touch you on the head, you Oh, guidance. I'll take it. 24 plus my bonus. A 25. Oh, the, wow. the, the guidance That was the most successful one. strength check I will ever make. <laughs> that was sweet. And he squeezes so hard he lets out a little fart. <laughs> a little, little bit of Hey, okay, guy, slow down. Oh, the gas is back. Hurry up, figure out the puzzle. <laughs> all right, Cullen, uh, you put all the strength you can muster into ripping that door down with a 25 athletics check, but it doesn't budge. Huh. Oh, a nat 20. <laughs> a nat 20. And you all get deja vu all of a sudden because it feels uh, the same as when you were at the front door. Ah, it doesn't want uh, us to come in. Right. It's a magical door. Please, please. A magician opened it last time, right? No, I think no. it just decided it wanted to open. Oh. Right. It, I'm going to I'm gonna push it. out to the front. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> and I go up to the door. I'm going to put my hand out. I'm like, hey, door. Hey, door. 
Would you mind just opening a tiny little bit so we can get through? <laughs> stroke it, Esmea. Stroke the door. <laughs> so I start stroking it. How's this, Jake? It's fantastic. I stroke the door. Nice door. And open. <laughs> Nothing happens. Stupid door. door. I kick it. Stupid door. <laughs> I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy, and I'm going to make my voice boom three times loud. Oh, no. Not caring about so anything else. So much for else. stealth. I'm not caring about anything Let's else. Let's wake up all the bad guys. Look, you know Jake, he just kind of acts impulsively. <laughs> and so I'm going to yell out, Open says me, door. Nothing happens. Shit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shoot it with the firebolt. Wait, we should all stand back for that. Then. Everybody stand back! <laughs> I need to go to the end of the hall. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Esmere area all clear. <laughs> and your firebolt hits the door and just dissipates. It almost, it almost looked like it hit a magical barrier. Hmm. Well, the last time we were doing something when it finally let us in, what was that? It just let us in. The front door just eventually opened on its own. Yeah. Hmm. You get the feeling that this mansion, or perhaps the the spirits that are inhabiting this place, are controlling, you know, where you go and what you see in order to, I don't know, kill you perhaps? <laughs> uh, All right. You know what? This door's garbage. Let's get out of here. Let's go down. Let's go here and look down this southern, the hallway that goes to the south. Hey, wait for me. Okay, so you head back to where you started and look down the southern hallway. The pulsating necrotic glow flickers and flows through this long hall. And you see two doors on the western side, two doors on the eastern side, and a door at the end of the hall. Oh. Okay, that's a long hallway. Look, doors on both so sides. So we, we systematically go from one to the other in a counterclockwise fashion? I think or we a should clockwise go, fashion? No, I think that we should go down this hall and check out this door instead. This first. one? All right. Okay. I would like to listen to the door. Okay. Do I hear anything? <laughs> okay. Okay, then let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you head down the short western hallway and come up to a lone door there. And you listen, and you don't hear anything. It's quiet. Does this door open? It does. What's inside? Okay, you open the door, and you look in and see what has to be a little girl's bedroom. Oh, it... creepy. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't want to see no little creepy girls. <laughs> Mommy, is that you? Come play with us. <laughs> oh. All right, the walls in here are a pale pink and uh, covered in paintings of flowers and fairies and unicorns. And in the northwest corner sits a rocking unicorn surrounded by a variety of stuffed animals and other children's toys. Mm. All of it covered in dust and cobwebs. And in the northeast corner is a small bed covered in a pink fluffy bedspread also covered in dust. And laid out on it is a white frilly dress sized for a little girl's doll. Hey, you can get some clothing for your doll, Esmeralda. My Kurgan. Yes, you can. <laughs> I'm actually going to get some friends for her, and I'm going to make them go around my staff. I'm going to make them float around my staff. I already got it planned out, guys. Oh, cool. In fact, if I would appreciate it if you, got, first. if you got new clothes for your doll, because that thing is creepy. Maybe you should get another doll. Do we think this room is worth checking out any further, in case there's any treasure? Or do we think that this this just is what it is? Uh, yeah. Every room is worth checking out. <laughs> Esmeralda, do you want to be first this time? Sure, I'll go in. <laughs> I'm going to step in here and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go over to the bed and I'm going to sniff that dress. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to touch it just yet. 
And I'm going to investigate it. Okay. You walk up to the child-sized bed and take a look at this little dress. And, you know, it's a white dress with frills. It's it's very pretty and would fit perfectly on a doll that a, a, you know, a young girl would play with. And as you get closer uh, to take a look at it, you soon notice that the dress doesn't have any dust on it. I knew it. Oh, boy. Suspicious. That's creepier. It's enchanted. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to rip the bedspread off the bed. I'm frustrated. Like, damn, this place is freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) And dust just fills the room as you rip off the bedspread, and the dress flies off and falls onto the floor. And then you hear a voice. It's a familiar voice. And it says, Esmir. Why are you upset? You should be happy like me. It's so good to be back home, and it's all thanks to you. Oh my god, is it your Kurgan? Oh my gosh! And then I, I, is it coming from my backpack? No, it's coming from somewhere in this room. Where are you, Dolly? Are you my Kurgan? You know, I never really liked that name. Oh, it is. And you know what else I didn't like? Sitting alone in the dark woods being an alarm for you guys. Oh, Kurgan, but I also kept you safe, too. Uh, guys, my Kurgan's talking to me. Do you hear it? Yes, and I'm running. It's freaking me out. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere near that thing. I know. I'm, I'm out of here. Oh, don't leave, Jake. Come into my room. I want to have a tea party with my friends. And then, (laughs) Esmir, you see the Kurgan come out from under the bed. She is now fully animated as her eyes look right at you, and a smile forms on her little doll face. You also notice that her once chubby little doll fingers are now razor-sharp claws. And then she yells, <laughs> Quick as lightning, she lunges for you and slices your legs with her little claws, doing seven points of slashing damage. Oh man! Roll initiative. All right. Oh my. Now we gotta fight a doll, guys. Eighteen. Bullshit. This is not good. Ah, it's another Monday. Eleven. It's evil. I always <laughs> knew that little thing was evil. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was always going to be. She evil. would scare me with it. She would stick it in front of my face. So when I woke up, <laughs> I remember there, scaring the shit out of me. That thing was always evil. Little bastard of a doll. How did she get out of the bag, though? Just are we just saying? Uh, that she... You don't know. You don't know how or when she got out of your backpack. Mm. Creepy ass thing. <laughs> All right, Elric. Something's going on in that room. You're first. Okay. What are you gonna do? Uh, now, I never entered the room. I was always standing out here in the hallway, looking south, just kind of keeping a guard here on the corner. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of commotion, so I'm just going to run into the room. So I hear, utini, utini, and ah, and slashing. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I'm running in there, and I'm targeting the doll. Can I take a swing at her? Yeah. All right, where is my glaive of sharpness? And as you enter the room, the doll says, Oh. Hi, Elric. Hi. 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 That's what you've got to say. Hi. Foul machination of hell. So here we go. You don't want to hurt me, do you? Apparently I do. Nice. 24. I hit. Ouch. You ripped my dress. It looks better with your blood on it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Maximum maximum damage. damage, 13 points. Oh, it's only light. All right. Second swing. Hit with a 17. Glaive of Sharpness onto the doll. Oh, almost Ooh. again. 12 points. Nice. Bonus butt is the last thing I can do. Oh. Yes. But I got it twice. Shing, shing. Yeah, you did. 25 points. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, with those swings, you cut some deep gashes. Oh, now I definitely need that new dress. <laughs> All right, Colin. Uh, Elric just ran into the bedroom. Something's going on in there. What are you going to do? Let's see. I can run one, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I'm gonna flank her so that uh, Esmeralda is opposite me to gain advantage. On the dolly. On the dolly. <laughs> <laughs> and as you run into the room, you see the Kurgan, and the doll turns to you and says, oh, 
Hi, Cullen. Have you come to join our tea party? Ah, an <laughs> abomination. <laughs> and I'm going to bring down the vicious battle axe. On the dolly. On the, On dolly. the dolly. And I miss. Oh. What? <laughs> you miss me. Now you gotta kiss me. <laughs> ah, but I'm gonna add precision. Kiss you with an axe. Oh, oh, oh man. Boy, he's just too creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second attack. Let's try that axe again. Oh, oh my god, a natural 20. All right, nice. So it engages the critical hit damage. Oh. 14 points of slashing damage. Wow. Ow, that hurt. Oh, it's not over. Let's do the critical damage. Seven points. Nice. nice. And then, of course, the sword for the bonus action. 20. Nice. A dirty 20. Four All right. Plus that was four almost eight. a one. Partially resisted. Uh, it doesn't like the sword. Well, it doesn't mind the sword as much. I minded plenty, Cullen. <laughs> this is not how a tea party goes. Why are you being so mean to me? Because you're an abomination. Because you attacked us, you stupid stuffed dumb dumb <laughs> doll lady. He tried to hamstring me, friend. <laughs> All right, Esmir. Uh, somehow your dolly has come to life and is now attacking you. And Elric and Cullen are now hacking away at it. What are you going to do? I'm going to pick her up and I'm going to shock and grasp her. Okay. And grab her, you stupid, stuffed, gross thing. Yay, hug time. Yeah, I'll give you a hug. Come here, bring it in. 23 hits. Oh. And then how about this? Ooh. Ooh. 12 points. Heavy. Nice. Turn heavy. How's that? That is the worst hug I've ever had. <laughs> and then um, can I can I drop her? Sure. Well, I'm going to uh, go right there. Okay. And then she says, Wait a minute. Where's Jake? It can't be a tea party without some Jake juice. <laughs> Jake, come and give her a little hug, would ya? <laughs> and then I come walking down the hall. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. You. I know what you are, you little evil. I'm your best friend. Give me a big hug, Jake. Smash it with advantage, Jake. Jake kick her in the face. I will give you a hug from the bell, you see. I'm going to cast Toll the Dead on you and see how your wisdom holds up. Little die. Fail. You fail. You fail. You fail. You Ow! That's loud. It hurts my little ears. Take 2d8 necrotic damage, you evil little bastard, you. Seven. Seven points. And, um, that is... All I can do. It's all I can do. You got any bonus actions? I do, but I'm not going to cast my spiritual weapon on it. All right, Asilius is up. What's he going to do? I'm going to have AC. going to have AC fly and land on my shoulder. All right, and the doll turns towards Jake and says, You know, you know all those mornings when I was the first thing you'd see? This is what I really wanted to do, but couldn't until now. And then she leaps right at your face. Ah! Wake up, Jakey Jake. I'm already awake. And she claws at your face and hits with a 24 and slashes you for eight points of damage. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. Oh, Even little thing, it's like, it's like Trilogy of Terror. Get this thing off of me! <laughs> and she calls you again and hits with a 19. Oh, oh my and God. does another eight points of damage. Oh, man. Let's go back to the pool. Fight that thing. <laughs> yeah. This is gross. Seriously. Elric, the doll has leapt onto Jake and has her little claws dug into his face. What are you gonna do? So, if this doll is clamped onto his face, I would run the risk of hitting Jake if I try to hit the doll with the glaive. Yes, definitely. Get it off me! Grab her leg and chop it off! Well, no, that's, that's just what I was about ready to do. I was just gonna say, I'm just gonna grab the doll then. So what do I need to do to grab her? 
Uh, roll a strength check. Okay. Strength Please check. don't Three. lose the strength check, check against the doll. Here we go. Strength. <laughs> Rolling strength. 17. Uh, she rolled a 16. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she didn't want to let go, but you managed to pull her off. <sighs> and my face is all red where it was under my face. Your face is all scratched up with the little claws. <laughs> Scratch mark. Okay, so you're holding her in your hand. What are you going to do now? Ah, uh, crap. I hadn't thought that far ahead. <laughs> Eat her. Think that through, did you? <laughs> I just throw her to the floor. Okay, so you throw her to the floor. So pulling her off and throwing her down, that was your action. That's my action. Yep, the strength check was your action. Okay. All right, Cullen, you're next. The doll is lying on the floor in front of you, and she looks up and says, uh, That wasn't very nice. I wanted to hug Jake. Well... I'll give you another vicious axe for your trouble. <laughs> you little wee beastie. 24. It's nice. Nine. Number nine. And the second swing with the axe. 25. It's another 12 points of damage. Critical. Nice. And the final sword. Miss. Oh, I miss. I'm not going to burn a maneuver on this guy. So that's all I can do. All right. Esmir, you and your party have your little dolls surrounded. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to use my um, my magic dagger. I'll pull my magic dagger out. I said, it's on, bitch. And I'm going <laughs> to stab her with the dagger. <laughs> really, Esmir? I thought we were friends. Meet my friend, Daggy. 20. 13 nice. plus 7. Nice. Dirty 20. Holy smokes. And then... Is that all the damages? A, a d4 plus 4? Yep. You did 5 points of damage. Right. <laughs> That's not bad, though, for a d4. Can we? Can I take a bonus action with Wheezy? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, Wheezy, get in here! <laughs> can Wheezy... Wheezy could fit in here, right? Sure. <laughs> Wheezy, take this bitch down. <laughs> Hits. 17. It's just um, a one. Yep. Wheezy yeah. only does one point of damage. Good job, nice. Wheezy. Kill the Good dolly. Job, you participated. <laughs> I've never seen an enemy surrounded so perfectly before. Six against one doll. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's an abomination. <laughs> this is not how you have a tea party. You guys are no fun. I'm going to burn you when we kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Esmir, you uh, slice her with your dagger, and Wheezy gets in a bite, and the doll is starting to look really beat up, right? Uh, she's uh, Stuffing is starting to fall out. Her clothes are ripped and torn, and she says, You guys are being really mean. Look at me. Now I definitely need that new dress. I'm going to take your dress, and I'm going to make... Uh, toilet paper out of it. <laughs> we're gonna use it when we're camping. You, you and that, the, your, your dress that you want to wear will be what you wear in your casket, you see. <laughs> All right, well, Jake, uh, blood is dripping down your face as you guys just unleash on Esmir's creepy doll. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's your turn. What are you gonna do? Yes, it is. And I am going to reach out and inflict wounds upon you, I hope. Let's see. I'm going to drop that, and I'm going to click advantage, and I am going to inflict wounds at a level one on you. Evil bitch. Ooh, 25. 25 hits. It does 3d10 of necrotic damage. Holy smack, this oh, might do it. Oh, boy. Ooh. Doing 11. Oh, but not killing it. Jeez. That thing's got to have like one or two hit points left. Somebody to poke its eyes. <laughs> I thought we would have fun together celebrating my return home. But you guys are just a bunch of party poopers. <laughs> I, I hold my arms up, like, underneath my chin, you know, just kind of like to block it. Don't you come near my face again! <laughs> do you have a shield? I do have a shield. <laughs> I have a shield, but I'm not worried about that right now. I've been lost for so long, and I, I always imagined that 
that when I finally returned, that it would be special. But you guys are ruining it. And she disengages, runs between Jake's legs, grabs the dress, and runs under the bed. Of course. Ay, Dios mío. After her! Finish her off! Now get out of my room. Well, it's not my room. But if Mommy were here, she'd tell you to leave. So go away. If it's not your room, then whose room is it? It's Miss Sally's room. Is that the General's daughter? Well, she was the General's daughter. Uh... Elric, the doll is run under the bed. It's your turn. What are you going to do? I'm going to... I'm going to drop... I'm going to step forward five feet drop down onto my hands and knees and poke my glaive underneath the bed. <laughs> so you're swinging wildly? Well, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm not Oh, so you're looking under wildly. the bed. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. So you get down and you look under the bed and you don't see the doll. <sighs> what the hell? Oh, boy. I just uh, straighten back up and I say, she's not underneath there. Oh, no. She's gone. This place is creepy. Come out. We want to talk to you. You might yet live if you prove useful. No, you're a big meanie. Go away. <laughs> well, I could have that tea party if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a long pause, and then uh, and then she says, "I don't believe you, Cullen. You're just saying that. You're a big dumb liar." Hi. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do about it, you silly little dolly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll see. <laughs> And then you all suddenly hear movement and faint giggling within the walls. She's in the walls. Great. I'm going to squat and I'm going to grab the edge of the bed and then I'm going to do like a, a, a leg lift and I'm going to push the bed up and flip it over. You push the bed up and it flips over and you don't see anything under it. but you do notice a small hole in the wall at floor level. Uh, And then you hear her voice come from within the walls. You're a big meanie, Esmir. I wish you never bought me at that stupid store. I, when I get my hands on you, I'm gonna rip your head off and I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna eat the stuffing out of your stupid face. (laughs) You'll see who's mean then. I hate this house. You know what? I'm just going to leave. I start leaving. As as we says, going back towards the stairwell. I don't even want to do this crap anymore. I quit. (laughs) All right. Uh, So you guys watch as Esmir gets upset and she exits the room and starts making her way back to the stairs. Well, I don't want you to go out here by yourself. All right, I'm going to go out as well. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to move to there and say, wait, we still have a lot of doors to open. (laughs) I'm just sick of this place. I don't like spooky houses. I said it once, I said it again, and I'm tired of it. You know, when the spooky things say, go home, you should just go home, or move out, or whatever. Okay. But, I'll follow. But, but, but doors. <laughs> but doors. Hey, <laughs> Esmeralda, please don't go. We've got so many doors to look at. Look, more doors. <laughs> more doors. I don't know what to do. I'm just so tired of it. And then I, like, sit down on the floor, and I put my head between my hands. I don't like spooky houses. Well, there's four of us and four doors. We'll each take a door and just open it and see what's inside. Not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be up for that. Hey, it was an idea. I didn't say it was a good one. (laughs) Okay, all I'm saying is if we see that spooky doll again, everyone's got to throw all their stuff at her at the skits killer. Did you hear me, doll? (laughs) Well, you you don't hear a response from the doll. Uh, But as you guys are standing in the hall here, uh, trying to uh, convince Esmir to stay, you all hear, uh, coming from somewhere down the south, uh, south hall, the sounds of someone sobbing. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's check it out. All right, Esmir's gonna ready a fire. Every Esmir's gonna ready a firebolt, and she's just gonna have it flaming in her hands the whole time. She's like, anything I see, how the ordinary's gonna get hit with this. Well, I'm glad you, you better specified. stay back, Jake. I'm glad you specified <laughs> out of the ordinary because look at me, I'm ordinary. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, so I'm preparing me. my action. Okay. And the second I see something that's moves, I'm shooting a firebolt at it. I don't care what it is. Oh shit. <laughs> even if it's as a long kitten. As it's not, even if it's a kitten, I don't care. There's a firebolt. I'm gonna shoot it out at the next thing I see that's moving. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna have Wheezy. Come on, Wheezy, you keep an eye behind me. Don't let anything sneak up behind me, okay? Cause I'm gonna freak out, okay? And then AC's gonna sit on my shoulder. AC, you gotta watch, cause I'm a little skittish right now. I could shoot this firebolt out at anything. Okay. Elric, better watch your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go down to the first door on the eastern side of the hall and listen. Okay. You listen, and you don't hear anything. Okay. Is it locked? It is not locked. Then I open the door. Okay. You open the door, and lightning flashes outside. <laughs> and it briefly illuminates a bedroom. A large four-post wooden bed dominates the southern half of the room. A red silk fabric hangs above the bed and drapes down the posts. It looks uh, very luxurious and comfortable, uh, other than the fact uh, that it's all covered in ages of dust and cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Any I wish- books? <laughs> I wish to walk into the room. I'm going to walk right up to the bed, and then I'm going to roll my perception, see if I see anything uh, interesting, uh, anything that catches my eye. Perception. Can I roll perception? Yep. Anyone who wants to check out the room, roll perception. 11. Let me try. I rolled a 16. Hey. 22. Ooh, nice. If there was a thing to perceive. I perceived it. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys check out this bedroom, and you don't find anything of interest or anything of value. Uh, in fact, it's quite empty, and you guys uh, start to get the idea that either this was like a guest room, or perhaps if this was someone's room, uh, they moved out and took all their belongings. Hmm, okay. But Cullen, uh, with your role, you hear something, and I whispered it to you in the chat. Oh, <laughs> I, I suddenly start. <gasps> Do you hear that? There's something in the walls. Oh God! It's that damn little Kurgan. Bitch. What the? Come out, Kurgan! We... Get your ass out here, so we can she kill you. She was our friend. She was our friend until we brought her back to this god awful place. Yeah. Hey, Mark, Wheezy's by the door doing a lookout down the hall. Gotcha, okay. So if someone comes, she's going to uh, chip, chippity chip. Okay. <laughs> chip, chippity chip. <laughs> I'm going to leave the room. Yeah, I'm going to leave too and check out this door across the hall. Okay. Okay, and then I'm going to take some of that red uh, canopy fabric. I was going to say, <laughs> how much is silk worth? Grab the silk sheets. <laughs> the Ebenezer's house servants? Hell yeah. Hey. Sell his curtain. It's from the spooky house. I'm going to make something out of it. I'm going to wrap dolls and burn them in it. Okay. I'm going to buy every doll I ever see and just burn it alive. <laughs> Done. All right. So, Jake, you're at this door across from the bedroom, and all is quiet, and the door is slightly open. I want to slowly open the door. Okay, you slowly open the door and look in and see uh, what looks like a laundry room. Along the southern wall is a bench. On it sits a bucket, some brushes, and some like old towels. And near the northern wall, there is a large iron-like tub that you would, uh, you know, wash clothes in. Mm. And standing next to the tub, you see a ghostly apparition of a woman dressed like a housemaid stirring a spectral load of dirty laundry. Spectral load. Do they got any spectral skivvies? 
That would be cool. And I'm gonna say, psst, psst, hey, you, spectral one, let me ask you about the previous tenants of this house. Do you know of a little girl? And she continues to just drearily stir the ghostly laundry. So she can't hear me. She doesn't seem to hear you. Well, I'm going to look back at these guys and say, Hey, ghosts, and point my thumb toward the inside. It's the ghost of the laundry lady. Okay. Is she washing skivvies of Christmas past? (laughs) (laughs) Can I peek it? Can I peek there uh, behind Jake? Sure. Do I see the same, same thing? You do. You see a ghostly house servant slowly washing laundry in a tub. And I shoot my firebolt at her. The firebolt flies into the laundry room, <laughs> passes right through the apparition, and hits the wall behind her. And then it dissipates, leaving a scorch mark on the wall, right? And as that happens, the ghost suddenly just disappears. Oh, good. Should I call? I, I, oh, I don't have a good one-liner. I should have had one ready. Damn it. <laughs> should be like, spin cycle this, bitch, or something like that. I don't know. I just, I'm off my game in the spooky house, guys. Wash with light colors, <laughs> you scoundrel. <laughs> And so we leave our heroes in a spooky laundry room working on their one-liners. What is going on with the Kurgan? How did she get out of Esmir's backpack? And how is she alive? Why are there always creepy little girl bedrooms in scary places? How do you miss a little dolly with a vicious battle axe with advantage and precision? I mean, really? Eh, will Esmir buy every doll she ever sees and burn it alive? I kind of hope so. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so now you know uh, why I was uh, so excited about playing this module, the doll, right? When I saw that there was a creepy doll involved, I knew I had to play this. And it's because, um, you know, this gives me an opportunity to make Esmir's doll more than just a trinket in her backpack. Now, way back in episode 20-something, when they had their first big shopping day, you know, I put the doll in the store along with the other items, But I was, you know, I was probably about 90% sure that Esmir would buy it because, well, I know Christine and I know that it was too creepy for her to pass up. But, you know, at that time, I was just populating the stores with fun um, role-playing items, right? And, you know, she became pretty attached to it and was using it all the time. So I was looking forward to giving the doll a backstory and messing with the players' heads at the same time. And it's turning out to be fun. And it's definitely messing with Esmir. So uh, PB Publishing has turned the haunt, right, which is what we're playing right now, into a trilogy. And it's being released as a 180-page hardcover uh, this month, September 2021. And it's being released with a bunch of fun extras. It's got paper minis for every monster, custom character sheets, and a custom haunt combat tracker. So head over to PB Publishing on Facebook or Twitter and put your name on a list and then get 15% discount on release. And then start planning your Halloween D&D session. All right, Roll Radio would like to thank our newest patron, Shelly Miller. Thanks, Shelly, for your support and the nice review you gave us. We really, really appreciate it. It was really cool. And if you'd like to help support Roll Radio, check out our Patreon page to see all the extra content that's there. Or if you just want to buy a mug of ale for the players the next time they're at the Lady Luck Tavern, uh, click the See More button on the show's description to find a link for a one-time donation. And of course, help us grow the show's audience by spreading the word and leaving us a review. 
And if you have any questions about the show or the game, please feel free to um, comment on social media or email me at thoseguysatrollradio.com. Maybe even something uh, you'd like me to address or talk about uh, after the episode in this section here. That would be awesome. And the game we're playing is Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast at dnd.wizards.com. The module we're going through now is The Haunt by PB Publishing. Check them out at dmsguild.com or on Facebook or Twitter at PB Publishing One. And of course, all the scary in game music and sound effects are from sirenscape.com. Check them out to see how music and sound effects can take your tabletop game to the next level. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in next time for more creepy dolls and more haunt goodness.